Welcome to the Seeing Red Podcast with Andy Turner and Garrett Fools, checking up on Texas policies and politics with some federal issues thrown in, like the assault weapons ban, interest rate hikes, you get it, but it's mostly Texas, since we can't ignore the big stuff either. And now, here are your hosts, Andy Turner and Garrett Fools. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Seeing Red. We are glad you all are here with us, and uh, I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. There is something afoot in our world that is extra bonus blessing. Garrett, something happened over the Thanksgiving holiday, and I want you to talk about that right now, and then I'll get into the social media stuff. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We uh, were able to bring our little baby boy home. Um, from the NICU. So we have him home. He's all good. We took him to his pediatrician. So that happened on uh, the Sunday after Thanksgiving. I uh, might try and include it in a post this week. We were able to take a cute photo of him and the NICU still wearing a little turkey outfit. He was gobblicious for sure. And honestly, the, the, the kid's too cute. I'm not sure. I mean, he's lucky he has his mom's jeans because... He is an adorable, adorable child, and yeah, he's he's a lot of fun. He mostly sleeps or cries right now. Uh, basically, he eats, sleeps, and well, poops. that is that is his major mode of communication. And 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 for everybody listening that has had that newborn, that first newborn, they all know know just how exhausted and brain dead you are at this moment. Because the, the the first couple weeks, mm-hmm. home, first couple weeks home, it's like, oh my god, what am I doing? Like, am I doing this right? Am I doing it wrong? Second guessing yourself, calling mom, whatever, whatever you got. So, so, but anyway, can basically, I mean, I, I'm, I'm as brain dead as you can be, and I still wouldn't vote for a Democrat. <laughs> There you go, folks. Our boy is back. Um, so really, really happy about this. And and congratulations. And by the way, I need some pictures, but you can sleep first. Yeah, well, but in order, but here's the thing. We're going to, we're going to, you know, follow us on the socials. Um, Andy will tell you what they are here in a second, but you should, because if you check it out, there should be a, a pretty good baby, baby boy photos on there. We'll do a post on Facebook and Twitter. Now called X. Um, I'll put a couple photos of the baby boy on yeah. there. Yeah. So ba- baby boy, baby boy, false. Anyway, adorable, and I couldn't be more thrilled. And imagine my surprise when Garrett and I sat down to record this, and he was like, "Well, yeah, he's home." And I'm like, "Wait," because Garrett and I talk via text about every other day, and I had no idea. So thrilled for you. Absolutely thrilled. Go When we're done, go get your sleep and then send me pictures of, of baby boy. Um, okay, guys. So facebook.com, the seeing red pod, youtube.com, the seeing red pod, Twitter at the seeing red pod. Are we sensing a theme here, folks? Um, and you could, of course, can email us hosts at seeingredpodcast.com. And for those of you who have friends who are like, I don't know how to listen to a podcast, you can go to seeingredpodcast.com and just push a button and listen right through the website. There's also a contact form on the website if you don't want to deal with email. You can just go right on the email and type it up, and it comes to the same email. And as many, many, many people will tell you, we absolutely do answer every email that comes in, Um, except for those spam ones. But, you know, 
if you take the time to write us to write us your thoughts, good, bad, or indifferent, we will take the time to respond to you. Um, so, also thank you to the Zipmeister for handling you know the 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 promotional part and and of course Garrett for you know taking time out to to do the editing because it's it's beyond me and he figured it out and God bless him and. Um, I'm, we're, we're going to do a kind of a, it's going to be a hit and run show. We're going to do a topic. We're going to talk about it really fast and then we're going to move to a different topic. Um, because last week was Thanksgiving and there's not a whole lot out there, but, um, um, I did talk to, uh, someone who works in the Capitol. We'll just leave it at that. And uh, they were telling me that, um, that there was quite the interesting conversation uh, on the ESA bill, the House bill, um, besides, you know, Jared Patterson put up his video um, where he asked some extremely valid questions about um, killing the voucher part. Um, But apparently Representative Tinderholt got up and didn't speak on the bill. He questioned... uh, the speaker as to why he even allowed the sponsor of the amendment to, um, to be, to be heard. And I mean, to me, I I get upset when people don't understand that making policy, crafting policy requires you to listen to different sides. Doesn't mean you have to agree. It means you have to listen. So, you know, he should be listening to, there should be good floor discussion. This is the first time I believe ever that there has been discussion about school choice. Um, But interestingly enough, I also ran across an article um, on a website called edchoice.org. And it's, it's an old, it's an old um, list from 2022, but apparently there is school choice in Republican states and Democrat states. So anybody that tells you that this school choice is a Republican issue, it's not. Maryland's got it. I think Illinois's got it. I've forgotten who else. But there are many very blue states that have school choice. So we can get this done. It's just a question of, you know, um, how that's going to get done. And I know the House has um, gaveled out until Friday. I think they're waiting to see what the Senate is going to do. So Tinderholt is a character he to say the least but he i mean there are some parliamentary i don't i don't i don't i didn't watch the clip there are some parliamentary issues that can arise if you try to uh substantively change a bill whenever you whenever a bill is in the process of being passed there is a caption or title of a bill so that is the summary of what the bill is. And in some places, in some legislatures, like the U.S. Congress, it doesn't really matter what that is so much as because you can have multi-subject matter bills. In Texas, you have a, what's called a, I think it's a single subject matter um, clause, which means that eat. It's called the single subject rule. A single subject rule, which basically means that a, a bill can't be both like, a gun bill and an education bill and an immigration bill and everything kind of ties together as some sort of big compromise piece. Now, what they tried to do on 
on the HP-1 was he created an education omnibus. So it was one big education bill. So in order for that to work, the caption had to be vague, but not too vague, but it basically had to relate to education reforms or whatever the title was. So if they had actually brought a, a clean school choice bill and then someone tried to just rip out the school choice language, well, that wouldn't fly because you can't substantively change something that already – you can't change the caption. You can't amend the caption of a bill. Correct. So Correct. so all of that's to say Tenderholt's objections, my, my guess is, is that it was that it was like it was going against the caption rule and it should have been out of order. That said, the way this one was done since it was an omnibus on education, taking out portions of it just because it was part of the compromise doesn't – Changed the caption. It's still a big education reform bill. It was a massive bill, like 190 some odd pages. Um, that I only skimmed. I didn't read all of it, <clears throat> but I skimmed all of it. So mm-hmm. I can kind of see where his point is. He does like to raise kind of cranky, cantankerous points of orders that are mostly there for a soundbite. <laughs> That's kind of his role in the political ecosystem. And and let's face it, Representative Tinderholt really does not like the speaker. The current speaker. So we'll see what happens on Friday. Um, you know, and of course, we'll we'll be talking about it, you know, more than likely if something happens, we'll be talking about it next week. So, so you know, hang out, come back next Wednesday. You know, we drop every Wednesday. In other news, on Tuesday, the Supreme Court of Texas is is going to hear arguments on the abortion bill in medical emergencies. And it's really interesting because I was talking to a friend of mine who is a state senator in another state, um, not Texas, and uh, over the holiday, and he was saying, you know, well, what if you have an ectopic pregnancy? And I said, you know, that's a really interesting question. I need to go back into the bill. But as it turns out from the reading that I've done, um, it's a little bit vague as to what a medical emergency is. And honest to God, you know, an ectopic pregnancy, if you cannot abort that, it'll kill you. I mean, maybe well, not ectomic, every single- Yeah, no, ectopics, it's not vague because ectopics are not viable. And there is no, and, there is no viable there are, ectopic pregnancy. Okay, so that's good. Um, so, Justin, there you go. Um, but also... You know there are other kind, there are other problems within pregnancies, and God knows you you are well aware of them now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, where the life of the mother would be sacrificed if there was no um, option to abort, and so that's what they're talking about in the Texas Supreme Court case today. And I'll be interested to see. Um, I'll be interested to see how this turns out because you know, look. I'm all about adoption and, you know, I have my own, Garrett and I diverge a bit on, on the abortion issue, but at the end of the, at the end of the day, I don't think you should have to die because you're pregnant. And I, Garrett, I don't think you would say that either. I think that's one no, thing. I think, if it's a, I think, I think, I, I don't, I don't recall this specifically, um, what the language was uh, on when it came to emergencies. If it's vague, it needs to be cleaned up. Um, yeah, you can't have a child come to term if the mother's going to die. So there's no, I mean, the, there are obvious logical conclusions when it comes to this issue where it's like, okay, 
So, yeah, you are staunchly pro-life and we've had this discussion and I and I I am pro-life. I am not as far right as as Garrett is, but but I mean, if we I've said this before, I think on the show, if we put into adoption what the money that we put into abortion across the United States, we have some options, and more people would pick adoption. And there are so many parents out there, but you know, there and 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 I happen to this is, and I'll let Garrett make his case for this in just a second, but I happen to think that in cases of rape or incest. You know, if you don't want to carry the baby, you shouldn't have to. Um, and Garrett, I think you feel differently about that. I, I think it comes to a fundamental question of whether or not the child is a, is a person. And at that point, you can't kill a kid just because something the, the father did something, or in the case of incest, possibly both um, parents did something that they shouldn't have. It doesn't make any sense to me why you a kid would get the death penalty because his dad was a rapist. And I, and I think that from a mental health perspective, requiring that woman to carry that child. I mean, and this is where we, we go back and forth and like, I understand Garrett's viewpoint on this, but my viewpoint is, you know, having had the experiences in my life that I have had forcing a woman to carry a child after they've been raped or are the victim of incest or both. Um, you know, I don't know how you get mentally healthy again. Um, and I, I, I don't think, I don't think you should have to be forced to carry that child. H- however, I, I see what Garrett is saying. I've always seen Garrett's point of view on this. I understand it. I just don't agree. I don't think most people on on my side of the issue don't see the logic where the people are coming from when it comes to that it's a terrible situation for for the mother of the child. Absolutely. And there's there's certainly empathy for for that woman. I have more empathy for the child being killed than I do for the mother's mental health being worse. I get it. Because get we have it. two lives at stake here. So to make one to make one maybe better and to kill one or make allow the, both of them to have a, a chance. I think that the calculus falls where you have both of them have a chance. Without getting into my personal experiences uh, on a very public forum, um, I would say to you, Having had the experiences that I've had in my life, I, absolutely, I don't know how you recover from that. And if the and and fine, give it up for adoption. That's an easy answer. But then the mother is left with you know the trauma of what happened to her. The mother's left with the trauma of what happened to her, regardless. That's why rape is such a such a heavily penalized crime. I think it's second only to murder. It's the reason why it's the, one of the worst things you can do, if not and then the to say, worst. But you have to carry this child who is, so you can never, for, for nine months, you cannot get away. You cannot get, a, there. there is a every minute reminder of what happened to you. And that 
is incredibly triggering, and I'm not doing this the justice that it could be done. I'm sure somebody out there can do much better, but I am saying being forced to carry the child who is the product of rape or incest, in my opinion, is just wrong. But we will stop this here because you and I, you and I have sat on my back porch and done this for an hour, and mm-hmm. everybody doesn't want to hear this for an hour. Um, I'm going to move on. Um, so um, interestingly enough, the Americans for Prosperity uh, just endorsed this morning um, Nikki Haley, um, which I thought was a very, very interesting move. I did not realize that they were not. Uh, on the Trump bandwagon, but I, again, you know, I, 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 I love Nikki Haley. I think she's great. Um, you know, Tim Scott, I think we told you guys pulled out. So he, he's out of the, he's out of the mix. Um, I don't know a lot about the other, um, candidates. Well, I think the more Uh, interesting point about AFP endorsing Haley is that it seems at this point that, Largely speaking, the race is now down to three contenders. You have Nikki Haley, former governor of South Carolina, former um, ambassador to the United Nations. You have current governor um, to Florida, Ron DeSantis, who's picked up some major endorsements, um, like the family leader and Kim Kim Reynolds in Iowa. Um, And then uh, you also have Donald Trump, former president and major, major front front runner at this point it's his race to lose and that's just to say yeah he's gonna win unless something crazy happens and you know it's politics it's a presidential election crazy stuff happens all the time so um it's gonna be an interesting couple of months i think i mean the iowa caucus is january 15th and it'll be interesting to see because basically and you may you i'm sure andy knows this but for our listeners at home may have forgotten is that Iowa goes first. It's a caucus, which is pretty low turnout because you can only vote basically that day of you kind of have to go in person. And if it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Um, people give speeches, they do their casting and then they go home. Um, 2016 was a bit of a cluster in Iowa and it took a while to get results back um when it shouldn't have so we'll see if that got resolved it's been eight years since they had a competitive republican iowa caucus then you have new hampshire it's the first primary early voting all that fun stuff but you basically you try to win or overperform expectations in those states to then generate momentum to generate more money you then have all your you've had all your staff there you then immediately deploy them to other states that you think you might do well in further down the primary calendar. So so for for political geeks, especially for from from whence I cometh, there's a show called West Wing. And while I don't agree with all the politics on the show, it's a fascinating study in how these things are done and there's actually like two episodes I think where they they talk about okay, we're going to we're going to set this state up so we can win it, so we can get to this state and sw- sweep this state. And, I mean, it's a really interesting I, you know, I, I realize that, you know, Sorkin is very left, but it's a show that was, that was filmed, um, I want to say in the early 2000s. Um, 
It was 1999 to 2005 or 2006. It is. It is a good primer for um for 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 federal for federal, uh, for federal campaigning. Um. So let's see. I think that was my. Oh, 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 I know what I wanted to talk about. Um. So interestingly, this week, um, our fabulous governor jumped out of a plane. And not only did he jump out of a plane, like he went parachute, he had a parachute, <laughs> but he jumped out of a plane with a 106-year-old veteran. And I watched the video. I found that to be amazing. And I watched them land and, you know, I mean, it was just, wow. And I was overwhelmed by a 106-year-old veteran being able to jump out of a plane. Of course, I'm amazed that anybody could jump out of a plane, but I just thought it was, I thought it was very cool and a nod to, um, a nod to a, a thank you to all of our veterans um, who have served, whether they served here in the States or, you know, on the front lines and um, November being the month of Veterans Day. I, 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 and, and Thanksgiving, I am deeply grateful to anyone who has served. Um, and I feel very strongly about that. And if you sign up for the military and you serve, I don't care where you serve, you were willing to write a blank check in defense of our nation, in defense of our constitution. And God bless you all. Anyway, that, I think it's good to always thank our vets. Uh, I think the governor did a great job of highlighting kind of, um, it's importance. Yep. Yeah, for sure. And never, never forget. Absolutely. Uh, I do think there's another so, bit of news um, that we haven't talked about. That's very important, which is that uh, the University of Texas Longhorns are in the Big Twelve Championship game this weekend, um, with a chance to go play in the college football playoffs if they win and something. You know, the they get put, they get selected for it. So. You know, a lot of Longhorns in the Texas legislature are in the Tex Ledge community. Um, and it's a little, we've played our, it's our last game in the Big 12 is in the football. It's our last football game in the Big 12. The basketball and other sports still have to finish their seasons. But, you know, it's, be go, it'd be great to go out on the high note. Yes, it would. Who are they playing? Oklahoma State. The Cowboys. Okay, and when is that game? Saturday. I'm not sure what time. I think it's in the morning. Okay. 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 Um, I'll be up for it, but I'll be up all the time for the next foreseeable future. (laughs) Well, the good news is, is that my daughter was sleeping through the night by the time she was about four months old. I know it seems like a long way to go, but she was sleeping through the night. It was, they were not long nights. Yeah. Since our baby boy is a preemie, uh, that usually starts happening around a certain weight level. Usually kind of starts happening around 12 pounds. Um, he's got okay. a ways to go. <laughs> so, so, uh, so so, send food? Yeah. Send baby food? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In prayer. All right, guys. Well, listen, um, I, need to, uh, I need to let Garrett go because he needs to get some sleep, poor thing. Um, but we've all been there. And if you haven't been there, you might be soon. You'll understand, but he is mentally and physically exhausted. So I want to thank everybody. I've for edited tuning out in. all we the yawns be- I've, I've had throughout this, but there were quite a few. <laughs> it wasn't because Andy was boring, it was because I'm barely holding on. 
Oh, honey, we understand. We 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 do, but we're just glad we I am just glad you were able to make it. And uh but we'll be back next Wednesday and hopefully, you know, maybe Garrett will have had a little sleep by then cuz baby boy just got back, just got home what Sunday. Mm-hmm. So he's just, you know, He's really just getting into the groove here, so mm-hmm. it's going to take him a hot minute, as 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 many of our listeners know. So, uh, you know, uh, anyway, thank you all for tuning in, and we will see you next, or we will not see you, we will chat with you next Wednesday. Again, don't forget to uh, hit the website, uh, seeingredpodcast.com, um, or email us at hosts, H-O-S-T-S, at seeingredpodcast.com. Tell us what you want us to talk about. Is there something federally you want us to talk about? Is there something in Texas going on? Let us know. We, we, we've pretty much covered every topic that anybody's requested. I, I, so, so hit us up. We're, we're, happy to, we're happy to hear from you. Anyway, uh, so have a great week, and we will see you in a week. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Garrett. Bye, guys. You've been listening to the CN Red Podcast. It's always Texas politics and beyond. We present the facts and opinions. The CN Red Podcast with your host, Andy Turner and Garrett Fools. Thank you and tune in next week. And please do us a favor. Hit the subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode.